Welcome to the Conscious Living Podcast, conversations to educate, empower, and enlighten our world. An uplifting and inspiring series of conversations and talks with your host, Jackie Woodside. We are educating minds, empowering lives, and enlightening souls to create a world where love prevails. In this engaging podcast, we deliver exciting, positive, transformative talks and teachings designed to elevate your life. Now, let's join our host, Jackie Woodside, for this week's session. Hello, everyone. Jackie Woodside here again for another exciting episode of the Conscious Living Podcast. I am so grateful uh, week after week to bring you just cutting edge, uh, you know, really contemporary ideas about what does it mean to live consciously anyway? You know, we're in a time that everybody is talking about awakening and enlightenment and living a, a more conscious life, but sometimes that becomes more of a market commodity than an actual lived experience. So here at the Conscious Living Podcast, we are committed to bringing practical day-to-day lived experience of what it means to live life more consciously. And today I'm just so happy to have a friend and colleague with us today, someone who I've done other work with and in summits and, and we work on marketing together, just really fun and incredibly knowledgeable colleague of mine, Dr. Vijaya Nair. Vijaya, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, yeah. Jackie. It's great. It's great. So, you know, let me just say a little bit more. Dr. Vijaya Nair is a transformational health and business coach. Her vision, I love this. Get this, guys. Her vision, 100 million healthy, happy, thriving, successful entrepreneurs by 2030. Work less, worry less, prosper more, and enjoy more. And I could absolutely sign up for that myself. So uh, Dr. Nair, if you don't mind, just uh, tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and, and your background, what got you here as an expert in conscious living. Sure. Thank you so much. I, I've always been interested in conscious living. I mean, I was a very busy physician. I trained at Harvard and at Columbia. I even got into Yale uh, doing my master's and uh, on the PhD path. Uh, and I started seeing in these prestigious universities that the research was all one side. It was all about the contemporary uh, thinking of how allopathic medicine works, but there was nothing else on the other side of consciousness. Mm. And I was trained in consciousness and you know my spiritual mentors and all that. So there was a discrepancy. And looking at that, and I said, you know, wait a minute, but luckily when I was at Columbia University, we were doing research on people who had survived the worst forms of cancer, for example. And I was a psychiatrist, I'm trained in psychiatry. And it's like, it made me open my eyes and see how can people with stage four cancer survive it? Wow. And then started a lifelong, you know, fascination in the, uh, late 1990s uh, of like looking at it and I'm like seeing wow there's so much of wonderful um, insights in Ayurveda the ancient you know Indian science of medicine and science of life uh, in traditional Chinese medicine for example and I started seeing how did these practitioners come about this you know beautiful science and what was it the, the, the crux of it that they encourage people 
to live as a lifestyle. So I got mm. fascinated by it. And I started putting programs together. And of course, a lot of training went in there. And I started seeing the benefits of it. So it wasn't just about, oh, I could take this allopathic, uh, you know, supplements, because there are, there are wonderful, wonderful supplements that like, if you genetically are predisposed to getting their benefits, and I studied genetic epidemiology, and looking at personalized medicine, and I realized that there was something else that was missing because they could take all the supplements and their cancers would disappear. And then a few years down the road, when I checked in with them, the thinking that they had was the same. So cancer all came back. Mm. And the thinking led to you know, all the problems with the worries and regrets. And, and then they went into habitual habits, toxic habits. Mm. And then that's sort of like the cancer came back and uh, multiplied so much. And so I realized it wasn't just about taking uh, supplements or, you know, state-of-the-art, you know, uh, treatment for their cancer. But something had to go with their minds. Wow. They had to let go that um, the stressed-up thoughts, the type A personalities in business <laughs> owners. Yeah, and yeah. when they let that go, and it's not just, oh, yes, do a program to fit into your schedule. Oh, do a yoga, do a breathing, do, um, you know, stretching. No, it wasn't that. It was a whole mindset geared towards conscious living. So, so I love your podcast. And it's like, how, what does that mean even? If I don't fit something in, what is it then? I, I love this. So you actually were so committed and devoted to it that you wrote a book called Prevent Cancer, Strokes, Heart Attacks, and other deadly killers. So let's go a little bit further then into this topic of health and well-being and consciousness. So you're saying that you literally saw people who had, you know, recovered from cancer, but then maybe in their their lifestyle and their mindset went back into areas of of stress or negativity and their cancers returned. Whereas you saw other people change, not just their, uh, you know, their physical condition through allopathic medicine, but also they changed their consciousness, if you will, and had better outcomes. So just, just pick up on that and go a little bit deeper, not just with cancer, but with health in general. How do you see the correlation between consciousness, uh, habits, uh, and, and our health? It's a, it's a very deep uh, uh, investigation. So it took many decades to like arrive at it and, sure. and then to find the mentors and the people who are practicing it in mainstream medicine. There are many, 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 many psychologists and psychiatrists and integrative physicians who are aware of this truth. And, and the truth has actually been like um, coming out to mainstream um, medicine and people in organizations and business owners only for the last 40 years. But it's always been with us. We just never saw it. Yeah. Like, you know, what are the truths that, you know, the hidden laws? So what are, let, you know, what are a couple of them? Let, let's just dive into that a little bit. Some of the truths or hidden laws about consciousness and health. What would you say are your like top two? Well, the first most important thing is to be aware when you have a chronic health issue that there's a subconscious uh, thought going on. As you know, the thought itself, uh, Jackie, is just maybe 1% of your conscious thought. It's just 1% of thought, but the rest of the 99% is unconscious thought. So it's subconscious. You don't even know you have it, but somebody so if else it's subconscious, how do people go to work on it then? If they don't well, know they have it, what's their avenue to illu illuminating it and transforming it? 
Well, when they think about their thinking, that's the power of their thought, right? Power of their thinking is I'm always a habitual blamer, judger, I judge things, I complain, I criticize, I compare, I whine about things. So all these like areas of six in a ways of thinking, and of course, it's resentment, disappointment, frustration. Oh, I get so frustrated when something happens to me. So first of all, being aware that there is a subconscious and that 99% of thought, you can't even see it, but it comes out of your mouth, out of your thought, out of your speaking and doing that you follow. That's a perfect alignment in what you think, how you feel and what you take action on. So there is always an alignment. So you cannot think angry thoughts and feel love. You cannot think, you know, beautiful, loving thoughts and feel, you know, hatred. You just can't do that. Mm -hmm. There's always a perfect alignment, no matter how much of a facade you put on. Oh, I'm a very nice person. But no, underneath that, you can see through the actions of that person, what their commitment is. So knowing that it's there gives us an idea that all human beings have this. And most of us have to work at it. Yeah. If you're raised in a, sub, in, a, in a dysfunctional family, most of us are, right? So it's not the fault of the family as we were thought to think as psychiatrists and psychologists and social workers right. that it's your abnormal, you know, dysfunctional family that's causing that it, your problems. I have right? said that exact same thing. I'm so glad to hear you say that. So then what is it, Vijaya? What, what's your understanding of that? I'm so it's, happy to hear you say that. It's not about your past. It's not about your family. No, go, go ahead. All your circumstances. Or that's your circumstances. a big one. It's and not your race. Like, it's not your sexual identity. It's not the economy that we're in. It's not your political party. It's not your spouse. It's not your parents. So go. I love this, Dr. Dr. Nair. This is so good. There is an underlying paradigm. That's the law, the natural law beneath the chaos that we are seeing. And once you understand the chaos is me, not out there, yeah. you can think, oh, it's my thinking. Because there's power of thought consciousness and mind mind is bigger than the brain your mind is so huge and there is there is this thing the power within us whether we knowingly or unknowingly wittingly or unwittingly uh, uh consciously or unconsciously no we we can project our power in different ways for good and for bad so one example uh, is to look at everything around you right now in the room that you're in just glance at the room Everything that you see was created twice. One in a person's mind, mindset, they thought about it, right? Every object, a light here, a, a computer here, and then they created it outside. Yes. So creation happens twice. So if that, it can be a good thing and also bad things happen in your life. The vibration you give up, it's like so important to know what your subconscious thoughts are. And so when you work with someone trained, I'm trained in this, that we get the subconscious delete, it's disempowering subconscious thoughts and replace it with a person's own empowering thought. Nice. And so it's now deep as a seed is planted. Mm -hmm. All the old weeds have to be taken up from their roots. Yeah. Remember the gardening analogy? And then you plant the good seeds. And once they start glowing, you're like, I'm, and, and people have different definitions. The second point, different definitions of abundance in health, in wealth, in, uh, in well-being, in, in success. Their definition of abundance is important. So if you have a sensation, oh, I feel freedom when I have abundance. right? So now even your readers can take a few moments. What's your feeling like with abundance? What, what do you feel? 
you know, what's your alignment with that feeling and what's taking you off? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they say, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I love my freedom, but I have this good, write your yeah, buts. Yeah. Because yeah. the buts are your limiting thoughts. And those are really the roots are tangled in into your subconscious. So many people have this fear. So the second thing is being aware of your fears. It's not like, oh, if I think too much about my fears, you know, I will bring it up. No, write it down so that you know if that fear happening again and what is your self-sabotage mechanism that you're doing. And so you have a list of your own particular modus operandi because the second law of uh, motion comes like when an object is in motion, right? There is an equal and bi-directional force coming to stop it. There's always two. So when we have uh, an urge to create in the world, to create new programs, to create new products in the world, that urge, never before you did that before, but you did something. At that same time, the self-sabotage is happening. That bi-directional force that is nature is happening too. What does that mean? Not that you don't do your dreams. No, you know what your modus operandi is. Oh, I get procrastination. I get overwhelmed. I get, you know, distractibility. So how do you deal with that? That's usually the roots are deep down in your subconscious. So you've got to dig a little bit deeper, not just, oh, yes, a limiting belief. Uh, I can do, you know, I can talk about it. No, it doesn't happen in therapy. I have to be very, very clear. So when people come with stage four cancer, it's the vibration of that negativity thinking in yeah. their lives. And sometimes you can cover it up and you don't even see it's there, but it tells in your living, you're not conscious living. You're always thinking about the future and worried about the future or worried of regrets about your past. You know that they cannot, if their thinking is, is messed up that way, they didn't dig deep enough and delete that subconscious beliefs. So, so what's your go-to practice for helping people dig deep and delete their subconscious beliefs? Like what you said, and I'm, I'm right there with you, you know, the, the, the kind of chronic negativity when then people say like, well, what do you mean? I'm not negative. Um, but, you know, the chronic glass is half empty. Things are not going for me. I, I call it being in survival consciousness or stress consciousness. Yes. So what's your, what's your go-to tool or method for helping people be able to do that process? Because you say it doesn't happen in therapy. I think that, and I was a therapist for 30 years, Dr. Nair, so I agree. <laughs> so I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both practice psychotherapy. Wonderful. It, it's, it's a wonderful field, a wonderful practice. And it, it's not the be all and end all. You can learn to do this for yourself. So what, what's, let's just do one. What's your go-to tool or practice that helps people do this? Well, it's very important, firstly, to be able to quieten your mind. So I'm a a practitioner of meditation. Meditation. I teach meditation, deep levels. Even for some people, my clients, they can even talk to their soul. They're not just talk. They really talk, ask questions of the soul and get answers in a different dimension. So when you can talk to your soul, you have a bigger, it's like, you know, you can see the level of stress that at the ground level, at the egoic mind level, you can see the stress of like the, the roadways, you know, very heavily packed, 
dense roadways. And, you know, it's like, wow, so much of traffic and so much of stress when you're driving. But when you take a hot air balloon and you go up and you look at it and you have a perspective, you can see areas where there's a traffic buildup, pileup, and you can avoid that. And you can take another alternative route. So the idea is how do you go up and see that? So not getting caught. So the first thing I tell them is your mind, you have to learn to quieten your mind. Okay. Some people's minds are just all over the place. So the first part of it is you can go into the roadway that is free and easy and abundance, attracts abundance, is practicing gratitude. So add that energy you can trust. So hand on your heart and breathing. And looking into your heart, close your eyes and look into your heart, just 10 minutes a day, first thing mm. in the morning. And yeah. give thanks to all the people in your life that have supported mm. you, loved you, taken care of you. Start with the easy people. Yes. And as you start doing that as a practice, you start like, wow, your mind just settles down and some people even cry. That's okay. You're giving them people that you never think about during the day, but they have helped you to get to where you are. Yes. That's the first thing, gratitude. The second thing is it's, it's, it's a very powerful thing when somebody is worried about the future and like, oh, I don't know my new job. Oh, I don't know how this will turn out to be. And ask them a question. Do you know your next thought? Do you know your next thought? And mostly the answer is always, no, I don't no. know what I'm going to think next. Yes. Yeah. Right? That is a power by itself. We have 70,000 thoughts a day. Per day they yeah. come and go like the clouds, right? They just come and go. And it's no point. So the important thing is to tell yourself, this too shall pass. Mm. When you know a thought has come in and it's negative and it's like, that's got what I call the train wreck associated with it all the judgment the complaining the whining is coming the uh comparing the criticizing all that resentment is being built up right that thought so don't clutch it let it go pass let it pass it's going to pass because next moment there's a phone call coming next moment someone is calling to you right, next right, moment right. you have a dog to feed or take care of you know that moment is gone so that helps people to realize this too shall pass and this is a train wreck in place. Nice. So some people, if they don't know that term and they get caught in a train wreck, what do yeah. you do? Yeah. Right? So don't, the first thing to, when you get caught in a train wreck and you know all the negative thoughts are coming, the worries, the, the chronic negativity, it's habit, it's already coming into the space that you're in. Uh, stop. Yeah. Don't resist that moment. Yeah. And, and I also tell, moment. I, I like to tell people, be, be, be mindful of the truth that your, your thoughts are not the truth. They're just no. your thoughts. <laughs> they are not. 99% not all negative and, and usual, complaining, right. whining, judging, you know, criticizing. Yeah. Um, those are the thoughts. But if you say, this is a very important principle, this moment is going to pass. But right now, this moment that is like filled with all these negative thoughts, Look at it, breathe into it. Mm -hmm. Just breathe, belly breathing, breathing in through your nose and breathing out through your mouth. Belly goes up when you breathe in and belly goes closer to the spine as you breathe out. So belly breathing. And just looking at the moment, oh, I got a bad news. I didn't get the client. I didn't get the customer. I didn't get, you know, whatever I wanted. Your expectation, and then suddenly you realize my expectations was here but the moment was somewhere else. Mm. But just breathe. So this moment is real. Don't run away from the moment. Don't resist it. Just look at it. 
Now, people think that, oh, if I don't resist the moment, if I don't fight back, you know, I'm not going to win. No, that's not the winning in spiritual matters. When the moment comes, God, divine, whatever you call it, is giving you this moment. It's not a mistake. And just breathe into it so that when your mind settles with clarity, you can see the solution that you have to take. Beautiful. And immediately, like you see, now, when I work with my clients, they want deeper level of clarity. So for that, you have to get someone trained in giving you the deeper level of clarity. So if people go to my website, gobeyondstress.com, there is a wonderful webinar, free webinar. And when you watch the webinar, you start realizing that, oh my God, things are happening in front of me. The laws are here and I don't see it. I haven't seen it. It's not your fault. You Nobody came with a manual when you're a baby and said, this is the manual, your five ego traps. I actually have a book that, a Kindle book or an e-book, The Five Ego Traps That Sabotages Your Success in Business in, in Your Personal Life. So everywhere the ego traps are there. And yeah. that's what ruins us to have good health and well-being in all in success in all areas of our life, yeah. including abundance. Yeah. So how do we translate that? I know you're you're passionate about success and abundance. So I want to talk a little bit about that. How do you translate this alignment of thought into, you know, I mean, there's stuff that has to get done. You, uh, you know, I, I, one of the things I like to teach, you can't just sit home and think good thoughts and, and think that the universe <laughs> is going to come knocking. I mean, it definitely having aligned energy with your values and your vision for life, having all of that aligned opens doors. You still have to do stuff. So yes. talk to us about how this, this inner world, eliminating the self-doubt and the self-sabotage and the ego traps that you wrote about, how does that translate into what we actually decide to do with our lives and our day-to-day? Well, the first thing is good question. That's a brilliant question, actually, Jackie. You have to be aware when you're slipping out. That's why I suggested watching the webinar and go beyond stress.com because you start seeing things that you, you took for granted and you didn't see how you were doing the self-sabotage. So when you get an energy of procrastination, very different. Overwhelm, very different energy. They are all energy streams. They are like self-sabotage patterns that you have. So when you are in that thought energy, it's always energy. All thoughts are energetic vibrations. And if predominantly your energy is about shame and guilt or anger, you know, that is your predominant throughout the day. You have to be observant. So at the end of the day, I always tell my clients here, now watch what was your predominant thought today. So if it was anger, I felt so many things or victimization. I feel a victim of, you know, things happening to me from the circumstances, from uh, people, from situations, from my past. You're a victim. So just know it's not a judgment. That is the energy. Now, if you're a victim, you have all bad things happening to you and you are in alignment with that thought and energy of that feeling. Mm-hmm. So you know when you feel like I've been victim, I've been bullied. So if you've had that in your past, you need to clear that out because you're attracting events and people into your life who perpetuate that energy. And what is that for? Is it to punish you? No, it's for you to realize, wait a minute, there is a line in my, my life. I'm always being victimized and I'm being bullied and I'm attracting more and more people to bully me. I had that with my marriage and, you know, my childhood growing up around my father. So I, when I realized there's a pattern and I need to get out of this pattern, why am I attracting all the poverty consciousness, all the negative people in my life? 
my family I can't control, but how do I shift that? That's a, that's a worthwhile question to ask as well in line with what you're thinking. And it's like, first be aware that I whatever my thought is my feeling. You cannot have a hateful thought and feel you know, love. You can't, you just can't. You can pretend it and to smile, but inside anybody looking at you will know, wait a minute, she's not happy. Somehow we are conscious, whether we like it or not, we yeah. are always conscious when someone else is putting a facade. So be aware first that thought and feeling and action right. is so, all in alignment. Okay. And action gives rise to repeated action, gives rise to results, outcome. So if you feel victimized and you feel bullied and you're attracting the circumstances in your life so that you wake up, that's not even true. You are a powerful being. You are powerful beyond measure. You are loved beyond measure. Now, most people have no clue what that means. So that's why it's like the, the weeds in the subconscious have taken root. Mm. If you were raised in, in with a super hypercritical parent and all the time they're scolding you and you still capture them in your, in your, in your mind, in your thoughts, everything you do, you discredit yourself. Yeah. And that's not true. So for people like that, and if you have negative thoughts about yourself, Take a piece of paper, write down everything you can celebrate from where you have come from in your life. Where have you come from? What have you achieved in your life? What have you like, wow, supported other people to achieve in their life? No matter how critical you are, most people can come up to one sheet or at least two, three, four sheets. And when they start looking at, oh my God, yeah, actually I did that when I was in grade school, when I was in high school, when I was in college early years of my work, what did I do to celebrate my life? And that celebratory list, uh, Jackie, that changes life. Mm. Because now instead of being worried about what my job is going to bring, I am like, oh, wow, I celebrated. And then when I started the new, the last previous job and I got all these commendations or these awards or these promotions or whatever, I have a job. Yeah, I had good things happening to me. And so you start remembering your memory and you start gearing towards the positive side. It says, wow, actually good things happen. And I worried still. I worried when I first started the other job, but then it just sort of panned out. I was taken care of. And so what do you do when you're going into the new life, new job or new situation? You have a list with you. Always you look at it and there's certain things that at certain times your memory becomes more, you know, so it's strengthened with positivity nice. and happiness. Nice. So remind yourself what you have to celebrate. Very important. Yeah, yeah it is important. You know, uh, having that sense of, of being able to track not just the things that you're frustrated by and the things that aren't going well but the things that you want to, to celebrate that you have done, that you have accomplished. Notice the change in vibration of that, right? If our habitual thoughts uh, are, you know, what's not going well, what's broken and what needs fixing in my life, that leads to the energy of stagnation, which means generally people are less activated, less engaged in uh, activities that are going to lead to their success. And even if they do the activities, if they're doing it in an energy or vibration of, uh, of lack and survival and difficulty, how that will lead to such, uh, you know, not just not the same kind of positive outcomes. The doors don't open as quickly. 
Right. You're not attracting the, the good abundance. What, what I tell people to do is that once you go to a deeper level, once you start celebrating and you start feeling that energy, oh, wow, I've been here before in this chronic state of, I don't know what's going to happen. And I imagine it's your imagination that's doing a number on you. That you're imagining all the worst outcome when you didn't realize the celebration and you look at the celebration list, the celebration, you are the celebrity always. Yes. You know, right. that you had a lot. What you can use instead is curiosity. Mm. Instead of worry, be curious. And most people don't know what being curious. What a child. When you give something new to a child, even a two-year-old, you know, it's like looking at it and saying, wow, that's new. And they're looking at it and looking at it and they're breaking it up, you know, and, and taking it to pieces and, you know, like seeing what's curious. I want to see what's in there. Be curious about the next moment. You have no control. You never had any control over right. the next moment. So never good. in any one of our lives. We cannot predict what the next moment is going to have because you have to know your next thought. And you don't know your next thought. If you cannot know your next thought, you don't know your feeling because it's in alignment with what you're thinking. So you may be thinking, oh, terrible thoughts in the morning. And then afternoon, you're like peaceful. You're like, okay, then you have peaceful feeling. Then at night, you're like, oh, Actually, it's a good thing that happened. You have happy feelings. <laughs> it's right. all in alignment with your thinking. So watch your thoughts. Watch how your thoughts are like going throughout the day. And if you are in, aware of your internal, like 95% of, of success is mindset. Yeah. Any, in any area of your life, whether it's health and well-being or business and entrepreneurship and family life, any personal development, like 95% is your thoughts. So when you watch your thoughts and you realize, oh, wow, most of the time I'm in the vibration of anger or guilt or shame, that's low level consciousness because those, that level of consciousness produces those thoughts. So instead of blaming the circumstance or the people, even the thought, understand that it's a low level consciousness. So there's a, like a coin, right? Two sides of the coin. There is a low level life consciousness and there's a higher consciousness. It's all one. So you want to go into the higher level of peace and love and enlightenment. It's all there. It's all there. It's, you don't have to go to it. You don't have to discover it. But it's just like being aware of it. You slip into it. Yeah. You slip into gratitude and love. And that's the easiest. Always activate your heart by putting your hand on your heart, thinking about all the good people in your life, thinking about where you have come from, and just bless all the people that have supported you, circumstances. And then you're going to see something as you start doing this, even negative situations, even the negative people in your life, they are your biggest teachers. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a, realize, that too is a blessing. Yes, I needed that. I needed them and those situations and circumstances to pull me out of where I was at that time. Beautiful. And then your own thinking did the rest of the job. Beautiful. But you need to work with people. You need to find qualified people who can help you dig out the roots, the weeds of your limiting beliefs. Knowing that there are roots there, you will look for somebody and the right person will, will, will emerge. Beautiful. Dr. Nair, this is amazing. You are obviously so skilled and so knowledgeable of, about the transformational journey uh, that we are all on, you know, elevating consciousness back to our highest sense of self from where we came from before we took physical form. All we were was vibration and energy at the soul level. And now here we are in physical form and we take on, you know, the, the ego, the, 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 uh, the qualities of the human experience. And, you know, we're just here to remember, to be uh, joined again 
with that highest consciousness of peace and love and unconditional, uh, unconditional oneness and connection, joy. But that's our true self. That is our true Remembering self. Remembering your true self. Yeah. It's so important. Align with your true self, not with this temporary body. Yeah. Mind. That's, so that's I'm so really huge. hoping that lots, Yeah, I'm hoping that lots of people listening to us today will, will hear your message that it really does take some guidance and mentoring and coaching to work with someone like yourself, who's just an expert at understanding the mind, understanding the workings of the mind and how to you know, fairly quickly and easily be able to transform the mind to this higher consciousness so that people can live with greater success, health and abundance, which I know are, are your passions. So tell people like, where's the best places to get engaged with you and your work? The easiest, Jackie, thank you for that question. I love, love that question because it's not just about you. When you are the light and when you start seeing yourself sabotage your ego traps, your whole life sort of transforms right in front of you because your thinking transforms. And as a psychiatrist, I can tell you, behavior of a person is very hard to change, especially addictions and habitual uh, patterns they do, right? And, but thinking is even more difficult until they see for themselves the traps the ego does for them. So come to the, my webinar at gobeyondstress.com. So it's easy to remember, gobeyondstress.com. And as you enter and watch that 45-minute webinar, mm -hmm. and you can see it in two you know, slots if you can't sit still. You know, Some people just can't sit still for 45 minutes, but just take a few moments. But some people, when they start seeing where they're sabotaging themselves, they get so excited. And as part of the webinar, I give you the free uh, PDF for the five ego traps. You watch that. And you're like, you've already watched the webinar and now you get it in detail. Where are your ego traps? And make notes about, wow, I habitually do this and I have the highest ego trap. This is what I always fall into. Make a note. It's an introspection exercise. And it's fun because it's about you. Right. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So <laughs> I give access to people who want to book a session with me, yeah. go into deeper. And this is free. It's a free charge. It's this free, no charge. Why? Because somebody did that for me. Yeah. When I was down and out and, you know, going through a horrific uh, bleeding, diagnosed with two cancers, you know, uh, going through a divorce at that time after a 20-year marriage, mm. um, you know, no insurance, no job at Columbia. I just left Columbia University. It's like, and then I have three kids. How do you take care of them? You know, so all the worry and the regrets and everything, you know, is right in that negative moment. And somebody offered me a free session. Wow. And so it's a, it's a gift. And now it's, it's, it's to pay back. So you, when you get that real like, wow, I got it. My, all my clients here, they give back to the community. So it's not just about you. Whatever you decide to do to give back to the community, only do that when you feel clear and light. So go beyondstress.com. You can get in touch with me and know my story and, and, uh, uh, the, translated into your own uh, trans transformational journey. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your generosity of 
of, of sharing that wisdom with people for free on gobeyondstress.com to watch your teaching and, the, and to do the exercises in the PDF. And I just so appreciate your generosity of offering that and also your generosity and love of spending some time with me and my listeners on the podcast today. It's just such a blessing to be with you and to share your wisdom with the world. So thank you so much for our time together. And I look forward thank as you. always to our continued collaboration. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you for doing this for everyone. Thank You're you. Spreading the light. <laughs> Thank you.